G'day everyone, Biggers the Pepper here and welcome back to the podcast. Today, episode 27, first recorded on the 17th of the 4th, 21. We're going to release this on the 19th of the 4th, 2021. And uh, welcome back everyone. Today we're going to be talking about meal plans revised. Or revisited, I should say. We did do meal plans previously, but I've done some more work on that since then. And I've also been doing some more cooking and trying to work on um, having food prepared ahead of time, which has been a really good thing actually. And something I'm, I'm going to be doing more and more of. First, a couple of bits of update news, some things I've been doing around the house. I've been doing a whole lot of yard work, just trying to keep on top of things. But also, I've got uh, two new small garden beds that my mother actually gifted to me. They've um, got their own garden beds going, so definitely I'll take uh, free garden beds. I'm going to be setting them up later today. After this recording, I'm actually off to go and uh, mow the lawn. And um, I actually found a couple of other things. I'm a bit of a uh, curbside scavenger, but I got a small-ish compost bin, a sort of more solid one than the one I have already set up that I actually purchased online. Uh, this was more of the sort of round barrel kind of shape. It has a little, uh, it's, got, it's got no bottom on it, obviously, and it's got a little flap near the bottom that you can scoop the stuff out from and a, a fairly tight-fitting lid. And I'm actually going to use that one exclusively, I think, to start with, with uh, cardboard and grass clippings because as long as I keep the dog poo out of the grass clippings, then that should be fine. Uh, pay more attention when I'm doing the lawn before I go and mow it in a minute to make sure I get all the dog poo out and then put the grass clippings and cardboard in the second one. And then when that decomposes a bit, I'll transfer it over to the main one. So that's the plan for that. And also, lucky, lucky me, I found a place. It's a small bakery in my area that also sells the containers that they used to use for things like fondant. So all the uh, the frostings they put on their buns and stuff, they got these large... I haven't actually measured how much, but I'd probably say to about five liters, maybe, probably a bit more, maybe between five and ten liters. That's a bit of a, a bit of a gap there, but I'll um, measure them out. But I've given them a good clean. I used just some dishwashing liquid and uh, used the hose at the front and filled them up, gave them a good scrub. And I'm probably going to actually, before I use them, use some of my disinfectant stuff that you can also use for like baby bottles. It's the Milton's is the brand M I L T O N S. I'm pretty sure. And that's used for cleaning out uh, baby bottles. It's basically a form of bleach, but it's very, very safe, um, good for food stuff. You can also use the stuff that you can get for people who do the homebrew kits. There's a, a powder you use, a sanitizing powder that you need to wash your bottles out with. It's basically the same kind of thing. So some good uh, preps to have there. Now I've got about six of these large white containers and I asked for the lids. And they're about $1.50 each. Bloody bargain. Uh, I've seen similar ones at Bunnings for like $14. I'm like, you're kidding me? 14 bucks for one? Madness. Online, I have found places that sell them for about $5. Uh, I might even get some of them at some point, but while I can get them for $1.50 each, I'm going to start pretty much going back every second day or so and trying to collect some more of these things. They seem to go through a lot of them. So that's what's been going on with me. Some of those containers will be used for food storage. I might try and even plant some seeds in some and see how they go. Um, many different ideas. They're very, very versatile. And I'm very happy to be starting down that path as well. Back to the actual topic of the day, meal plans revisited. So as I mentioned, I've been doing a lot of cooking. One thing I did was I bought a whole lot of vegetables and I cooked them all up. And we had a combination of things like, um, one of the things is quite nice. It's red cabbage and red onion. And you basically just fry them up. So all the food was already cooked before I put them in the vacuum sealer bags. And I've recorded this process. Um, well, the actual selling part I did, and I learned a whole lot of lessons just by doing it. So uh, red cabbage and red onion fried up. That's one thing. We had some green beans that my mum gave me from her garden. So we 
we cooked those up and we had broccoli and I even did mashed potato. I had a big batch of homemade mashed potato and I was able to, after a bit of trial and error, work out how to put them into vacuum sealer bags. So a few lessons that I've learned is one, make sure your veggies are well drained and cool before you start. I then used the salad spinner to spin them some more uh, to get as much fluid off as I could and I probably could have done a bit more but I wanted to get a move on so I actually first attempt failed. I put some I think it was broccoli and beans in one bag. Oh, zucchini was the other one I cooked up as well. And these are mostly separated, but also I didn't mind putting some of them together. Having fussy kids, it's good to separate them a little bit. So first attempt, I put the cooked vegetables into the uh, vacuum sealer bag and I just tried vacuum seal it. And too much fluid, even though I'd spun it really good, too much fluid was drawn up and was preventing the machine from being able to seal it. Fortunately, I have not stuffed up my machine doing this. The next attempt, I actually put some paper towel in with it to try and get it to sort of catch the moisture as it came up, and that wasn't quite enough yet. So the next attempt was, after giving it a bit more of a spin, uh, was to actually put them into Ziploc bags, and this was the one that really helped a lot. So I've got a good collection of Ziploc bags, as well you should too, because they're so, so versatile. And I put the vegetables in the Ziploc, and I sealed them almost completely up, so I left a small gap, and then I folded them over and put them in so that the the opening to the Ziploc was facing down. And I was able to put about two uh, Ziplocs, so you can put in two different vegetables or vegetable mixes into these bags, put them into one of the vacuum sealer bags, then a piece of folded paper towel up near the top, and then sealed it, and although the moisture would run up, the vacuum sealer was able to seal it before the moisture got too high. The paper stopped the moisture from getting too high, and having the Ziplocs, Ziplocs with the little bit that's open, allowed it to pull the air out of it still. So they sealed up quite nicely in the end. It took me about four attempts, which also highlights the importance of not giving up and learning from your actions and from your mistakes. I don't even like to use the word mistakes. It's just, you know, you haven't succeeded yet. Um, now, I had ended up with about, I think it was about six or seven bags in the end. Each one of those bags represented enough vegetables for one entire meal for two adults and three kids, although some of the kids are fussy, some of them are not, but there was enough vegetables in there to easily do um, about seven wor meals worth of sides. So that was a huge bonus. And I've got, still got a few of those frozen uh, in the, the chest freezer that I have. So that was one big meal prep thing that I was able to do. Uh, some other ones that have been, I've been doing is, while I'm cooking one meal, see if I can actually plan and cook for the next meal. A good example is while I'm cooking up some, some pasta or something, we'll cook more than I need, then you can actually freeze some of that leftovers. You can mix it up with a sauce, so you can have some plain pasta or some cooked pasta. But while I'm doing that, just chuck on the rice cooker at the same time and then actually put that rice in the fridge. So you can make very nice fried rice with a day or two day old fried, uh, sorry, if you boil your rice and then let it cool, put it in the fridge for one to two extra days then that rice is really good to use with uh, for making fried rice. That's actually how you actually get really good fried rice. And I'm, I'm starting to make a, a list of my recipes. And I'm going to be making an actual recipe book that people will be able to download or contribute to, maybe make it a, like, a, like a wiki page where you can go and look up different um, preparedness recipes. Because one day we're going to need these offline, uh, I would think. So a recipe book that you could download with all your favorite recipes in there, or my favorite recipes, plus whatever you guys want to contribute, that'd be fantastic. The other thing that I've been working on for meal planning, but haven't quite gotten into yet, is I have an Excel file here, 
And I made a meal planner, and it has Sunday through to Saturday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then it uh, repeats again, but each one is a different block. And for example, um, for Sunday, the first day is leftover surprise. I've also got um, rows here, and I've got meal, protein, veg, and side for each one of these days. So leftover surprises on, on for Sunday. Uh, Monday, an example would be burritos. Then the protein is beef or beans. So we have some, some non-meat eaters in my house. So you could do a nice bean mix. It's really nice in um, burritos. Uh, for veggies, mixed shredded. So that means you know, like a, a mixed vegetable. vegetable. Salad, uh, which you can put either in the burrito or next to it. And as a side, uh, corn. For whether that's corn on the cob, uh, corn kernels or cream corn, you put in the burrito. Lots of options there. Next day, pasta. Protein, question marks here. So I've left some blank spots here as well. Uh, vegetables, you could do a tomato-based slash vegetable sauce. So get your jar of pasetti and chuck in some beans and uh, lentils and stuff to make a nice sauce. And as a side, salad. Uh, Wednesday, chicken parmigiana. The protein is the chicken. Uh, vegetables as um, having mixed vegetables on the side. Actually change that to mixed vegetables. And as a side, where well, you might not need a side, or you might do some mashed potato. Once again, that's um, a fair bit of potato going on. Mashed potato. Thursday, veggie bake. Protein could be chickpeas. A whole lot of chickpeas in a nice veggie bake. Uh, vegetables, all it says here, they're just mixing a whole lot of uh, pre-cooked vegetables. And as a side, some sort of toasted breads, whether it's garlic bread or just uh, bread that you've done, done in the toaster. Actually works quite well, those kind of things. And then Friday is pizza. Uh, the protein is meat slash mushroom. Mushrooms are great for protein. You can also have eggs in that. Um, you can have some vegetables on the side or vegetables on your pizza. And I don't have anything listed for a side here. So there's still some things that um, have not been filled in here, but I'm, I'm working on it. And the final one for Sunday, sorry, for Saturday is chicken pie. I make a really good chicken pie. And that's another thing you can do with meal planning is going, right, I want to make chicken pie. Now, when I do mine, I slow cook the chicken. So if I slow cook enough chicken, then we have enough for uh, chicken pie, or you could do chicken wraps. So trying to also plan these things where they make sense. But you don't want to be eating probably chicken, you know, two, three days in a row necessarily. Uh, you, so you have to be a little bit clever. This goes on for another... One, two, three weeks, and I haven't got it completely filled in, but the idea would be that you would want to add your own things in here. I'm going to be posting a link to a copy of this file, this current version of it, for everyone to be able to download the podcast. So have a look in the description of this podcast to get a link for that. And then I want to get some feedback from everyone else to what you put on yours, how you edit it yourself, how would you like to edit it, and make it available for other people to um, access so we can compare our meal planners and see what we're doing. The thing that I hope to do is end up spending one day on my weekend or part of one day on my weekend actually um, doing a big cook-up of the sort of main ingredients rather than making the meals themselves, uh, spend the day you know, cutting up the, the chicken breast fillets and sectioning them off into different uh, Ziplocs so that when it comes time for chicken parma night, you can just pull the um, night before pull the frozen chicken out so it can defrost um, mixed veggie sides there. So you might have that in a already prepared in a vacuum sealed bag. Same for the mashed potato. And just try and be smarter about um, how we actually prepare our meals. Uh, we really don't eat out a whole lot. We have once in a while we'll get something from the local fish and chip shop or uh, the pizza shop, but we're not really big fast food eaters, which I think is for the best, to be honest. I'm already uh, big enough as it is without having to add to that so more 
cooking at home, more interesting food. I made really nice fried rice, which is why I was mentioning it before, and a really good recipe for it. Turned out really, really nice, and most of the kids actually ate some of it at least. That's the best I can hope for. That's a win in my book there. And this is obviously for one meal. I think dinner is your main meal. Obviously, your breakfast is most important. And I actually have another video that I found. It's not by, made by me, but about uh, meal preps and some really useful things like making your own granola, making your own stocks, uh, making this sort of multi-purpose sauce. Uh, what are the other ones? There's some other ones as well. They're really clever. And I'm going to be linking to that as well because I think that's worth a watch. So that's my progress for the meal planner. That's going to be the last one on food for the moment. But I think food's a really important uh, and big topic. Between food and water, I think they're your two main uh, important preps for when you're sort of planning to bug in, as our family is planning to pr predominantly do. Food, water, and uh, shelter and security would be the big four, I think, for bugging in. So um, food and water we have on tap, you know, at the moment, and that's a good thing. I am starting to get a couple bits more pieces of uh, water preps going. I want to get a water bob. That's uh, basically a big bag that you can put in your bath and you can fill that up with water and have many days of uh, drinkable water if they know something is coming. Uh, but yeah, definitely food and water are two of the big ones that I'm focusing at the moment. That is going to be the last one in this section of uh, food preparedness for now. We're definitely going to be revisiting this. Still many more topics in food preparation, storage, acquisition, all those things still get to come. Uh, next week, we're going to be actually doing preparing for winter already, question mark. And the answer is yes. Here in Australia, it is April, which is the second month of autumn. So we've already had our summer and we're halfway through autumn. Uh, so coming up next will be winter, obviously. That's how the, the seasons do work. But I've got a feeling that we need to be prepared for this coming winter. Uh, although we have very, very few cases going on in Australia at the moment, most of them are not locally acquired, so they've come from overseas, that as the international borders open up, we're going to see a rise in the cases of the corona. So we're going to need to be prepared for that. I'm actually going to be starting to um, increase my mask supply and hand sanitizer. Grab some of that before it starts to run off the shelves again. That's my prediction. Because I am in Victoria, we do have sort of the colder parts of Australia down here, not the coldest, but definitely colder. Um, being ready for a, a particularly chilly winter this year, and I want to do some things to start preparing for uh, that. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Once again, we do have uh, an email address if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions. It is bigaussieprepper at protonmail.com, and you can find that uh, spelling down in the once again in the description for this podcast. And I'd love to really start to engage in the community. I'm planning to up uh, social media presence soon. Uh, website and all that kind of good stuff so i'm hoping to start to communicate with all of you fantastic people really soon so until next time as always if you can't be the gray man be the big man see you